Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Almost Better Than Silence. I'm your host, Doug Coleman, and I'm here today with the other co-hosts, Brennan McCullough and Matt Basta. How are you guys doing today? Hey there. I, I can't How are leave you? you children alone for two episodes <laughs> without oh, it just turning oh, into a goddamn everything. jingle party. Just yeah. like every other sound causes a jingle to start. Did you say jingle party? Play the jingle! <laughs> oh, what jingle? <laughs> God damn you. <laughs> just... So many. That's all this show has become, too. We are just yeah. a yeah. talk show DJs with soundboards at this I, point. I feel bad for sort of introducing that that meme. Is it a meme or is it a trope? I, I can't tell, like, where it's gone at this it's point. It's a problem. We can we all agree it's a problem at this point. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy. I would agree with that. Um, welcome Jesus. to our show, listener. God, and Bren's back. Uh, yeah, it's, okay. I feel like it's been like a vacation without you. How are you doing? Where were you? Uh, I was just, I was actually doing an internship with, um, I can say now cause it's over, but bang zoom, it's a voiceover studio, uh, bang zoom entertainment or studios or whatever they call it. Isn't that a violation of your NDA? You're not allowed to talk about this. Well, no, I can say what it was. I just can't say the projects we've worked on. We are violating all of the, the corporate <laughs> compliance right now. <laughs> Talking about NDAs we signed not to talk about, uh, using recreational drugs during a meeting, um. I'm pretty sure we can't have hippos in the office. I got one right now. Like, oh, damn it. Pinecast is a madhouse right now. Um, but no, <laughs> I, I can talk about it. I just didn't want to say like why I was still th- when I was still there. And I can't talk about any of the projects I worked on, obviously. Um, but yeah, so I was doing that two days a week and then three days a week. And with the time zone difference, I just couldn't, ske- I couldn't uh, schedule up with uh, Doug. So that's where I've been. Um, can you tell us if, like, did you yourself do any kind of voiceover stuff, or were oh, you just doing Christ, like no. busy work? Like yeah, no. Brent, to get Brent into did that all industry. of the voices. Mm-hmm. Brent did all of the voices yeah, yeah. for Half Life Three. Uh, yeah, oh. the new yeah. series of Boruto is the sequel to Naruto. I did the entire cast of Boruto, and I purposely sunk that fucking shithole into the ocean because it <laughs> just doesn't need to exist. Um, but yeah, no, like. Hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of people are trying their hardest to break into the voiceover. So no, I didn't come anywhere close to it. I was just the grunt running around doing all the menial tasks. Uh, I figured people would show up and be like, "Oh, you must be Kuladman." <laughs> hey, don't I know? I actually ran into Phil Lamar, and I was like, "Hey, remember me? We talked for thirty minutes randomly online one time." Um, That's cool. You ran into him. No, I didn't actually. But oh. <laughs> there were other oh, people, Jesus. like big name people that I ran into, but I will not say because I have modesty. Um, yeah. I also don't want to get the shit suit out of me. Um, but yeah, so that's why I was doing it. Just busy schedule out here and I just couldn't sync up with the times and differences. But yeah, that's where I've been. Okay, that's cool. Well, this is a video game podcast for a new listener. I really hope you're just a regular listener at this point and not <laughs> someone just not. tuning in right now how um, many recent episodes like i'd say within this year we've said i hope to god you're not a new listener yeah well we that's, start off so weirdly it exactly um but it is video games so we can talk some video games we're gonna hear from bren last because he probably has the most to talk about um matt i know you only have a couple and myself included so do you want to go first yeah um so what the fuck have I been playing? Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I've been playing more ZipSap. Um, I've been working real, real hard on Pinecast. And so my, my game playing time has been very limited. Um, but every man's got a poop and I've got an <laughs> iPad and <laughs> uh, I've been playing, I've been playing a lot of ZipZap. I thought there was only going to be like four levels of stages. And I'll tell you what, 
there's more than four. I don't know how many there are. And I'm a little bit stuck at this point. Um, Every now and then I sort of come across a particular stage where I don't really know how to solve it. And I fuck around with it for like five, 10 minutes. And then I'm like, you know what? I just, I just got to put this down. I came across one stage where you're like this little dog looking thing made out of like erector set pieces. And when you, when you activate, he sort of like walks backwards a little bit, but you got to get him to walk forwards. And I've been trying my damnedest to like get him to walk forwards and like double tapping and like double tapping after a little bit of a delay and like triple tapping and like double tap and hold and like trying to just figure out how the fuck do I move this fucker forward? Um, I can't do it. I don't know how to do it. So I'm a little bit stuck because I can't move on to the next level. Um, if there even is another level, I don't know. I'm assuming there is because it it would be weird if there wasn't. Um, <laughs> That's it. That's all the game. It's over. Yeah. So I've been just like nonstop uh, in my in my casual game downtime, uh, trying to beat this one level, and it's so hard. It's so hard, guys. It's so hard to do. <laughs> I hate that feeling. I really do. It's like despair. It's so hard to pee. Wait, what? Oh, no, well, that too. So hard to that poo. too. Uh, so hard. Oh God. Oh no. That's, that's not what anybody wants. I, um, you started this when you talk about playing games in the bathroom. It, you know. Listen. All I'm trying to do <laughs> is fill up the veins of my house. Oh, no. in, in the most expedient way possible. <laughs> you're, emptying, you're emptying the veins of your body into the veins of your house. Oh God, I'm not bleeding out my asshole. Let's let's I not mean, even go there. No, but it's you're Jesus. draining the main vein. Ooh. Um. Oh God. God Didn't you guys it. miss me? <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for listening, guys. <laughs> Shortest episode recorded. Oh Lord. But yeah, just playing a lot of Zip Zap. Working on Pinecast. I don't know if you want like the the five minute summary yeah let's uh, do less it. than five minutes I, I don't we don't want to spend five minutes talking about pinecast um we spent longer. so a lot of a lot of customer issues we've been getting a lot of new customers lately i don't know what's what's up Bren. you've been you're just spreading the word yeah now that your internship is done you're just back to back to plug in pinecast i guess um, um sure i'll take credit for that even though it hasn't been me <laughs> One um, one interesting problem that I had, and I think this is probably worth talking about. I had one customer who has a, a series of podcasts, and he he's moving them all over. And when he uses this plugin to pull in an RSS feed, it wasn't showing an embeddable player. Like WordPress would normally show an embeddable player for the audio, but it was just showing a link to download the episode. And after extensive debugging, I found out that the reason why was because Pinecast audio URLs don't end with .mp3, hmm. which is the dumbest reason ever, right? Like, if you want to know the file type, like, maybe check if there's a query string and cut that off, or look at the HTTP headers, like, do a head request. There's a lot of things you can do. Um, the answer is not looking to see what the last few letters of the URL are. Um, so... Uh, I ended up actually making a, a cheeky little fix where if I detect that the feed is being downloaded by WordPress, I tack .mp3 onto the end of the URL, <laughs> just in the in the query string, and it works just fine. And it, it like it's a total hack, but it works very well. It's very robust. Hey, but that aside, sort of product developments, um, I've been just going full steam on Site Builder. That's been occupying literally all of my time. Um, I've got all of the Chrome sort of in place for the site builder, which means like your header, your footer, um, you know, subscribe with Stitcher Radio, subscribe with Google Play, like all those links. 
Um, it's all there and ready to go. Um, it's wired up, uh, pulling in actual real site data from the Pinecast servers and taking this blob of information about how the site is actually structured. So sort of the information about, you know, what goes at the top, what goes at the bottom, what are all the colors? And it's, it combines them together and generates this big elaborate page. Um, so very proud of that. It's coming along. It's coming along faster than I anticipated. Um, so I'm now confident enough. Are you about to make a poop joke? Because I don't want to hear it. <laughs> I was going to say, usually when it's coming along faster than I anticipate, you think about like baseball or like your grandma or something. Like, so it doesn't come as quickly. Oh, oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fuck me. God damn it. I'm happy um, with myself. You, you keep doing you, friend. Uh, <laughs> me uh but yeah so um i've got the i've got the full chrome for one of our three themes uh programmed up and now it's just coming up with the body stuff so basically letting you have your episodes stack up or line up in a grid or um, have like two across and you know when you go on mobile how do they like turn into a single column instead of two columns um so that's very pleasing also, because people seem to not understand how RSS feeds work, um, yeah. I added a link to... <laughs> had a lot of uh, queries about that from uh, new customers as well on my end. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I didn't think it would be as complicated. Like, RSS feeds seem like the simple part of podcasting to me. Right. I am obviously wrong. Um, this is something that a lot of people have a lot of questions about. And in fairness, I get it. Um, <laughs> but... It's still a little bit of a hassle. So um, one of the frustrating questions that I, I get over and over is, um, why doesn't my feed validate? And the answer is, well, you're using a validator from like 2005 mm -hmm. um, that doesn't reflect the state of the world in the year 2017. <laughs> um, so uh, a lot of people will plug their Pinecast feed into a validator and it just explodes, right? And it's like, none of these URLs are valid. And it's like, well, it's because it's HTTPS and like that validator doesn't know what HTTPS is. Or it's like, it, there's an extra element here. And I'm like, it's okay. Extra data in your feed is totally fine. And it provides extra information to the podcast apps that use it. Um, so I found one that's like very clean, very straightforward, um, free to use online and I linked it up. Uh, so hopefully, uh, hopefully we'll be getting far fewer, uh, angry customer emails. It doesn't validate. I can't submit it. And it's like, no, no, no. You just, you just sent it to like uncle Billy Bob's, uh, great RSS validator 1.0 from, you know, uh, un uncle Billy Bob dot co dot RU slash tilde RSS forward slash uh, validator.mshtml um, and you expect it to work and here we are uh, so yeah that's 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 what I've been doing Doug what have you been up to <laughs> I, I just bookmarked that URL in case I need to visit it oh um, yeah <laughs> but no good call um, yeah as far as games though um, still going strong with ukulele and actually though I fell off for a little while there it's one of those games like I I'm into it very much thoroughly enjoying it, but like you kind of have to be in the mood to be like, I just, I'm going to dick around and try to solve puzzles and get these collectibles. Cause it's just kind of overwhelming. And I got over, I meant, I remember a couple episodes ago, I was complaining like, Oh, I wish there was a map and I could like figure like, and just like get like an overhead view of everything and know how it's all connected. I understand why they don't, because it is only like 
five individual uh, book worlds, which I've opened all of them now. The last one being Galleon Galaxy. I didn't even mm-hmm. visit that one just yet. But like the hub world, uh, Hivery Towers. I've finally am like really starting to understand like the ins and out of that place as I like explore the game further. And even today, earlier before I got on the podcast, I just like unlocked this one area that uh, there was like a gate. And I remember when I first started the game, I'm like, oh, how the hell am I ever going to get there? And then I got there and I was just like, it opened the shortcut to like get to that section of the world faster. So there's stuff like that. Um, As I'm unlocking these different power-ups, the one that I got today is called Flappy Flight. And it's basically, you could just throw Zlaley in the air and he kind of like rides him up really high in the air. And then you can just tap X to get him to fly higher and higher. And it got to the point where like the game has invisible walls and stuff and it's like glitching out when I'm like trying to just go as high as possible. And like there's certain areas you can't reach and it's like, Doug, you always go as high as possible. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm an overachiever, but no. And and, and (laughs) the thing is, I, I purposely love to like, explore games like that now that i have an ability like that there's like oh over in that corner the far distant corner of this like i'm gonna go there and then the game prevents me and it's just like making me like hard slide to the ground or something as i approach so stupid little glitches like that but other than that super solid game uh one thing yeah the guy you get the power-ups from his name's trouser and he's a snake <laughs> My boy. and it's funny because i didn't even really pay attention to it because i'm just like blazing through this game and uh pun intended <laughs> and the thing Jesus is Christ. uh Chiz was in our Twitch stream chat and mm-hmm. he pointed out that Trouser's wearing shorts. So I encourage yeah. our listeners to Google an Im- image. Like he looks kind of like Indiana Jones and he's got like this like 1980s like cell phone, this big brick of a phone. Yeah, like and, a war phone, yeah. Yeah, and some kind of like adventurer hat. I don't know. I love him. He's also got a tie on. Yeah, it's a snake wearing pants. And if you can't fathom that, his body goes down one pant leg and then loops back around and then his tail comes up like next to his head so it's like his hand yeah and it's i genius. fucking love it it's yeah. hilarious wait what i need i need a i need a picture of this i put a picture in our uh oh here we are show. oh yes it's hilarious that's not and what i expected at all the second um, i saw him in the kickstarter video i was like i like this game i want this game like this yeah. seems amazing yeah he's to, pretty to cool the listener at home that didn't quite understand that explanation of the legs it's a snake and and the his tail goes through one pant leg and then comes back up the other pant leg. That's the, so it's like a little loop. <laughs> it's like that a little loop identical. on the bottom. How is that not what I said? <laughs> That's, it, well, I, I thought you meant like it went back up the same pant leg. It no, was no, like it goes the, other the other pant one. leg. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That is That's, hard to picture. What a great uh, character for an audio medium. Um, but no, it's Trouser <laughs> is an interesting character. I and, encourage and you to look him up. And he's wearing a tie. Is yeah. that what yeah. kind of hat is that? It looks like, kind of Indiana it's Jones like the to me. Safari, it was like the Safari like pith helmet. Oh. Like more, of a, more of a helmet than it is a hat. It's like You're a Safari right. Dan hat. Yeah, that's, or, that's way or like more the accurate. dad from Tarzan. Like it's super. I, I feel like sorry, I feel like safari. only Doug will get the Safari Dan reference. Oh, I did. We'll um, we'll leave that for another time. The thing is, <laughs> oh Jesus! Uh, the thing is, Trouser alone makes that game good, but the game is very fun, <laughs> and you have to be in the mood for it. So now that I am, and I'm back in, I'm. I was checking out the trophies. I, I, like I said, unlocked one where you open all the books, but uh, there's just so much more to do. So I'll be playing this for a while, listener. Well, let me ask you this. So What's up? at what point do you think you're going to cross 1,200 Platinums? Oh, Jesus. Never <laughs> in my entire Sony lifetime. response to that. That's what I mean. If anything, I'd be happy to get to like a dozen and be like, look at me. I did it. But like not what are you 1,200. Up to now? Yeah, that's one one hundredth of what that guy's expectation <laughs> was. 
listening back to that episode, I like a hundred percent agree with Matt. It's just like shut the fuck up. You're not owed. Anything. <laughs> You're like, right. God, that irritated the hell out of me. Let's revisit all of the things from the last two episodes. <laughs> oh, Let God. me fill so you that, in one. so that Bren can have his input. No, no, no. <laughs> Actually, we'll do a mystery science theater style where we'll re-release those episodes, but then I'll be talking over everyone else. Oh, that's as terrible. a commentary. <laughs> that's for our Patreon subscribers. I'm just kidding. We don't have one. Um, God, I hope not. But I did get around to playing a mobile game that I'm like emphatically in love with and enjoying thoroughly, and I, you guys are going to tear me a new one for liking it so much. But it's Is called Tap. It's basically, Aquarium it's called Tap two. My Katamari, and it's Katamari on a s- mobile game, and it's fucking phenomenal, but it is quite literally the game where all you do is just tap the shit out of your phone as fast as possible, and just like, I don't know, it, you can well, be strategic wait, about it, I guess. It's a, very interesting. Wait a minute. And wait, you just get minute, like, wait a minute. You get, all right, so here's the thing. You start as the character, the prince, which yeah. I guess uh, Katamari fans are familiar with, and yes. you're rolling this ball, and as you tap, right. you roll. And there's uh-huh. certain distances uh, that go down as you do this, and there's uh, stages to the left. So I'm at stage like 76 or something, and my goal is to get to 90. Like, and once you hit your goal, like it takes you to like another environment. But there's also these little princes that you can summon that help uh, help your, the strength of the prince and being able to roll these like this massive thing. Because like as you go, like you're making like the distances are like in the millions and billions of whatever their measurement is. I don't know if it's Mm -hmm. meters or feet. Um, And then you also, as you're rolling, you unlock coins and then you collect the coins and you get millions and billions of them and trillions. And then it goes into like double a and shit. So it's a lot of just like, like over the top numbers and collecting gold, upgrading your, your prints and upgrading the cousins while, and then as as you make the ball bigger, it gets like way challenging to the point where like, I remember I was like, my girlfriend was shopping in Marshall's. And I'm like, I don't feel like dealing with this. So I sat in the car and played this game for like a solid half hour. And by the time she came out, I was on like every 10th level. There's like a, what is it? A timed challenge. And I don't know what happens if you don't successfully do a time challenge. I assume the game ends or something bad happens, but like she w- came into the car and she's like, what are you doing? I'm like, help me tap my phone. <laughs> she just starts like frantically tapping my phone too. And I beat it. Isn't so that I was what like, every girl God. dreams of hearing from her boyfriend? Yeah. <laughs> but so, no, she, she was understanding. I, I'm not 100% on the mechanics of this. And perhaps think, it's just me I, and my simple mind. But like. Do you stay so in So it's a two dimensional level. And the background moves like. The yes, exactly. Moves, that is perfect. And you just tap to keep going. And it's so it's a 2D game for for the yeah. listeners at home. And you're just like on a platform and you're just pushing the katamari. And you get to watch it grow and you get to be responsible for the collecting of it. So like you could go like at a slow pace if you want. Like so now that I'm at like such a high level, certain like in between levels say like one through nine, I'll just tap with just my thumbs, like back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. But then when it gets to the timed one, I'll literally lay my phone on the ground and then use all four fingers of each hand and get eight taps in at once and being like, like going crazy as best as I can. Cause that's literally the, what you need to do in order to beat some of these like challenges. And all you're doing is just pushing the Katamari forward and just collecting yep. junk. And now yeah. he, he's like, and now he's, this prince is really small now because it's okay. getting so big. And so then there's all these little, these little disco men on the clouds yeah, with the rainbows. The prince, or not cousins. the prince, the, the cousins. Yeah, they're yeah. so cute. And you can even like unlock so different what do they mojos do? for them. Do they, do they just like dance there? 
Yeah, they are they tapping there? along? I think, I think their presence, the fact that you summon them helps with the amount of how far you push the thing or how fast you push it and also like the amount of gold and stuff you unlock. So like I think there's benefits to having them. I honestly don't understand it really just yet. But oh, that is my only complaint with this game. Like it runs very smoothly. But when you are tapping to upgrade your individual cousins, say like I want to get this cousin to level 200 to unlock his next mojo. Like, I have to tap my my phone, like, fuck it. I basically tap it the way I play the game and just, like, tap the upgrade button as fast as possible and the game starts to lag the fuck out for each individual cousin. And there's, like, fucking 20-some mm. of them. So that's the only problem I've encountered with the game. It seems like it's got a lot of uh, potential. In fact, the music is fantastic. You can change in the settings different, like, loop songs that you can just roll to. And, oh my god, my favorite's called, like, uh, Rolling Lonely Star. I highly recommend our listener, if you play the game roll to that fucking track it is so fun and it's just like i don't know if i hear that like five years from now i'm gonna be like oh my god nostalgia to fucking tap my katamari i'm surprised it's not called just tap tap katamari or whatever the fuck tap tap fish and all those stupid so games are. i just want to i just want to let it let it be known um <laughs> that when i was playing the uh casual mobile game bitcoin billionaire i got a lot of shit from you two. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I just want to be clear. That's all this game was. <laughs> I just want to be clear. I'm not approving of this for Doug, like because it's Catamari. You don't approve it's of anything, Brandon. Dumb... It's so beautiful. <laughs> it's cynical. colorful. It's fun. It's easy yeah, to get into. Yeah, but it's still into. just a dumb tapping game. It is, like, and I don't it deny it. Is but the a, cool thing is, there's like, game. I don't know. Like, I, it wouldn't necessarily have to be 3D because that would be a lot to handle. But I know other mobile games have done 3D well. Um, but like. If it was just Katamari, but on your phone, where you're just guiding around, like swiping with your finger the direction of where the Katamari goes, like yeah, me two D, that would be awesome. That would be great. I think that would be that's all Katamari is. It's pretty simple. But this is just you're staying in one place and the world is moving around you as you tap. Like that sucks to me. Even if it was like one of those weird like racing platformers where, like, what was the the like unicorn one that was popular for a long time where you just like jump. Rainbow Unicorn, wherever yeah. you had every time oh, yeah. jumps. Yep. Like if, if it was like that, I could I could see it having a much broader appeal because then you could like, you know, it takes a little bit of a little bit of doing, a little bit of that, skill, right? That's but fine this to me just seems like it's you just you just mashing your screen. But that said, yeah. I'm gonna be above the criticism and I'm gonna say good for you, Doug, for playing Yay. a game that brings you joy <laughs> while you poop. Yeah, um, exactly. That's what it's all it comes back to. But no, and the funny thing Bren mentioned there, like regular Katamari, where like you move around on a three dimensional scale. Uh, there's this other game that I haven't gotten around to play yet, but I saw the trailer for, it and it's free, and I downloaded it for mobile. That is, it's called Peach Blood, and you just control like this, like I don't know, rounded, armless character that you can just eat other ones of like the same. Yeah. And of the same species or whatever that is, and you grow bigger and you can eat only ones that are smaller than you. So it's kind of like got that like agar IO kind of feel, but it's more immediately what I thought of when I saw it. Exactly. That's what it seems like. But yeah, you control on a three dimensional uh, plane. You can walk around. Uh, It's very, uh, what do you, what's that style like? It's isometric. Isometric. I'm sorry. Yeah. I I wouldn't even say it's 3D. Like it's like two and a half D because you can only move in two directions. But it You're has right. the third dimensional like appearance to look like it's a 3D world. That's why so, I got confused. Yeah, so it looks neat. The colors are nice. It's like a pastel um, yes. sort of palette, and it looks very nice and it looks clean. But it's yeah, it's um, Agar or Slither.io. Like it's that exact game where you're just a big guy and you eat the smaller ones and you try not to get eaten by the bigger ones. 
But exactly. it looks like there's also like maybe upgrades. Like one guy got frozen, one guy got a speed boost and stuff. So I mean, yeah, it looks fine if it's free. I, yeah. I certainly wouldn't pay for this though. Yeah, for sure. And you can like change your character depending. I don't know. It looks interesting. Peach blood. They got an Iron Man skin. Looking forward to that uh, cease and desist order from Disney for them to fucking come down hard on those guys. Oh, God. (laughs) Poor bastards. Do not put Disney properties in your game if you don't want to get fucked up. Or Nintendo. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, don't even talk about Nintendo. Don't even talk about Disney. Just just pretend they don't exist. No. Do um, like Nickel Man and do like We're going to get sued like just for Nick- bringing them up on this podcast. Yeah, oh, that's God. true. Well, if we get sued for anything, it's what's that sound? And oh, God, I have one in store. <laughs> Fuck. Um, but the thing is, uh, Bren, how about you? We haven't heard from you in quite a while. What have you been up to? Game-wise. Uh, a lot of stuff. Game wise, um, personally, I finished Dishonored 2. Uh, oh, the yeah. ending is about You're as very salty. As, as about yeah. the rest of the game. The entire game is just a willful meh. Like, it's just a bleh, in my opinion. It just. I was pretty disappointed by it. I don't know if I got the nostalgia goggles on and Dishonored 1 was actually just as bad or just as good. And it just, in hindsight, it seems better to me. But I remember, at least in Dishonored 1, there was a mission where you had to go into a party, find out who your target was, get rid of them, and, like, hide their body, sort of like Hitman style. And you couldn't just go running guns a-blazing. And you actually had to do, like, detective work and figure out who's who because it's a masquerade party. And that was fun. Like, that really stuck out to me. In Dishonored 2, once I stopped giving a shit about being stealthy and just went in, like, Rambo-style, I had more fun playing, but it just, nothing impressed me about it. The story is about, like, you can either be stealthy and knock everyone out, or you can go crazy and run and killing everyone being very loud and chaotic. And they tried to sway you, like, in the first one, where it's like, oh, if you knock out everybody, you're still a benevolent ruler, you dispose of these people without being a killer like they are. And if you just devolve into murdering them straight out, the world kind of gets shittier because everyone knows you're just like a psychopath. And the character of Emily is that. All she ever talks about is like, I can't wait to get revenge for my mother and father and kill everyone who ever opposed Like, she never stops talking about killing people. You find like a random object and instead of going like, oh, this could have been cool. Or like, oh, there's something from my childhood. She goes like, I can use this to murder four men before they even hit the ground. And it's just like, Jesus, lady. Like, that's all you talk about. So, like, the character sucks. The gameplay is really buggy, at least in the PC port. Um, the story's just not compelling, because the whole world sucks. And, like, I like this Victorian whale oil world. Like, it's different. It's something unique. And everyone can recognize it immediately. Even the styles, like that, where the people's faces are kind of smushed together and kind of characterized. Um, but, like, the world sucks. I don't want to save this world, because there's literally no redeeming qualities to any of it. Everyone in this world kind of sucks. And I don't, I, that's when I stopped caring and I would just run in playing as loudly and aggressively as I wanted to. Cause that was more fun than it was to try and sneak around and then get caught because, uh, like in Skyrim, a paint can would touch like a candlestick or something and it would glitch out and fly around the room and make a bunch of noise and everyone would find me. Yeah. So, like, so something that I found very frustrating, um, about yeah. Dishonored too, and I'm, I'm hoping to hear your thoughts on it. Um, mm-hmm. so it, it seemed to me like this, the whole story took place in a version of the future where all of the, the major problems of the, the first game, yeah. um, had already been sort of settled, right? Like it was far enough into the future that the young girl from the first game was now, you know, a mature young lady and it's seven years in the future. Yeah. 
it seemed to me like that's a pretty decent amount of time to get the city unfucked, right? Like it should be. Yes, I agree. Like New Orleans, you can go there, and it's it's like George Bush kind of fucked it, but like let's be <laughs> honest, New Orleans is is still on the map, and. Yeah. Like, in Dishonored 2, that city was still pretty fucked. Like, there's all those fucking blood flies or whatever all over the place. Like, everything is infested. There's rats everywhere. Everything is still broken down. It's like, how is this even a city? How do people even live here? Exactly. In the first one, it was a rat plague, and that was one of the powers. You could summon rats to attack people. Mm -hmm. In this one, it's blood flies. And it's arguably the same thing, except one flies and one crawls. And yeah. yeah, everything is just so terrible. There's not even, like, even the rich people who are upper crusty and can pay to not live in squalor like even their lives suck like there's nothing good about it there's a point where you go back into the past and change the like change what happens in the past so in the future the guy that you were going to kill if you do it right he becomes your ally but no one addresses him no one's like hey so-and-so's on our team now he's just there now as if he always was and part of that makes sense because you've changed the timeline so they've always been with him but like any addressing to it at all would be good except he has like two lines and then it's never seen again um yeah. And when you go back in the past, like, yes, you see some ramifications, but arguably all the things that change are within that small map that you change the past in. None of the rest of the world is affected at all. So it doesn't have that weight that it mm-hmm. should have to alter in the course of history. Yeah. It, it feels more like a cutscene. Yeah, exactly. Than like, than like an open world. And the woman that's been ferrying you to these missions and kind of like being your, like, escorting you to these missions and then helping you back, she's been your ally this whole time. And at one point she's like, Hey, you know the main villain? Years ago, back when she was in the city, I helped her out. I didn't know what she was about, but I made some mistakes and I regret that. And your character, at least Emily, who I played as, is immediately just like, how can I ever trust you again? Like, God, you disgust me. It's like, Emily, let me pull you aside here. You have murdered half of the population in your own town. Like, Why don't you drop down from that giant pillar you've set yourself on top of and get real for a second because you don't have any guards left because these guards are just doing their job and you murdered all of them. I think with video games, you can't like really avoid that if you're going for a certain style of game. Look at Nathan Drake. Look at uh, Lara Croft. Like They're fucking psychopathic (laughs) murderers because they just murdered hundreds of people because that's just a game mechanic. So, But it also, her personality sounds like a shitty person too. They they market the game this way though, right? Like this is how they, this is how the game is set up. It's like you're given all of this choice and you're given all of these abilities and it does have some consequences, but then they don't follow all the way through with it. So you end up with like these loose ends where it's like, yeah, if you, if you murder people, like certain things happen. And like, if you don't murder people, certain other things happen, but it, it, it doesn't get tied up where your character through their entire storyline has those consequences. There's certain like predefined actions that will or will not take place based on what you do, but you're, you're, you're very much constrained to that, right? Like outside of the pre-scripted portions that are triggered based on, you know, behavior X or behavior Y, it's all just sort of like, you're still sort of like this, this high and mighty, you know, character, which is a little bit weird. Yeah. And and they, it's definitely a sign that they didn't invest as much time in the development as they should have. Yeah, I see. Yeah. But you also, Doug, pointed out two characters that I have on record multiple times on this podcast have railed against saying they are psychotic, like, serial killers. Yeah. That's why I bring them up. Yeah. Yeah, you're making my point here with that. Yeah. Well, I understand in this gameplay, like, yes, I can knock out all the guards or I can kill them, but knocking them out is arguably harder. But in, like, Metal Gear Solid, when you knock out the guards, if another guard finds their unconscious body, they can wake them up and then they're more aggressive and hunt you down more. 
In this, if someone's unconscious, they're unconscious for good. So they might as well be dead. So one character, I knocked him out. And I was like, shit, I shouldn't have done that because I went around the story part that was going to tell me not to knock him out. And they're like, oh, you he needs to be awake right now. It's like, well, I can't. This whole mission's fucked now because I went the other way. Oh, and shit. I bypassed like 90% of the mission because instead of going through this mansion, I climbed over the roof. And it's cool that you can do that, but it fucks up the whole course of the rest of the mission. And it just, every aspect of the game just seems half-assed and like, maybe 75% of the effort was put into it than it should have been. And it was done by Arcane Studios, who were also working on Prey, which was a big title this year and got a lot of attention. And you can tell it looks very similar style-wise. And I think they took their A-team from Arcane Studios and put them on Prey's project instead of Dishonored 2. It just, the whole game was kind of disappointing for me, and it kind of like reminded me of your Mirror's Edge uh, sequel experience. Yeah. Where, like, yeah, I can see the original parts of it, but like the stuff that made it good and compelling. like. You rescue, uh, I forget his name already because it's so forgettable, but he's like your professor who would invent the different gadgets for you. Yeah, in the yeah. first one, he's evil. You kidnap him and recruit him onto your side and he eventually helps you out. In this one, he's just older, but he's still a curmudgeon dick. Like, he's just an yeah. asshole. Even he is like a returning character from the first one, and he's supposed to probably be the most endearing character because he's old, he helped you out, he did all this. But even he's an asshole, and I yeah. didn't care about saving him. Like, would no you, one in this game is likable. Would you agree that um, a, a big problem with this is the writing because what I found is that I think the, the artwork um, definitely mm-hmm. like the graphics and um, like the attention to detail was probably on par with the original game, right? Like wh- one of the things when, when Dishonored 2 originally came out um, that I mentioned was, you know, like you can walk into certain areas like close to walls, which are sort of on the, on the border of the, the map. And yeah. you can hear noises from in the distance that you can only hear from like that corner, right? And you know the, the attention to detail and and the the little bits of of lore that you sort of get out of it are quite good and and very much on par with the original game. But the writing is just missing a lot. They 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 didn't you know like the dependency trees aren't there. They didn't do enough play testing. They didn't make sure that the dialogue is, you know, completely sound and that the story flows appropriately. Would you agree that, that that's the case? Or, or do, you, do you think it's just sort of like they, they cheaped out? I would disagree and say, I think everything kind of sucks. I definitely agree yeah. with the story. It's lacking there. Um, in this game, I was even telling Doug while I was playing it one time, there's two street performers and you get an achievement if you hear all of their songs. Like in, I think in every map, there's um, some sort of street performer performing and you can listen to them. And mm-hmm. if I'm looking at them, you can hear the song. But if I'm standing in the exact same spot and I just turn around, <laughs> as soon as they're out of your eyesight, they stop playing. You don't hear anything. And uh, then you turn back, you hear them again. Like, that's just very sloppy. Yeah. I'll tell you very what. Very simple. As an engineer, I can totally I, understand how that happened. It, yeah. it was obviously, you know, somebody from the, the writing team was like, we want to do this. We want to make this a feature. And the engineer was like, well, like, how do you know whether the player is actually listening to them? And they're like, oh, well, just whenever they're looking at them. And then it's like, well, what happens when they're not looking at them? And it's like, well, you can't play the music. So, and, and they probably just rather than like actually solving the problem and, and, you know, having sort of like an awareness system and building this elaborate, you know, game mechanic, they were just like, ah, just do it, you know, whatever way is easiest, you know, See, like this is I, clearly think tank. I think there's like an easy solution to that problem though. You just like put like some kind of like invisible air, like area around the area. And as soon as you enter that, it's just like, Oh, trigger the, the music because like 
and make it fade as you get closer, make it get louder. But like, you know what I mean? Not like you have to be in sight of this guy for a team. Well, even still, even, even if it was as simple as you had to like hover your reticle over the, the musician and just like press a button, right? Just say like, I acknowledge this. And then you just have to be within range for a certain amount of time. Great. That's, that's a totally reasonable thing, but guess what? That's an extra 200, 300, 400 lines of code, you know, like, it, that that's, somebody that's had to I write, mean. somebody else had to test, uh, you know, a manager had to give the approval on. That's what I mean. It's something small. Does it completely destroy the game? No. But it's something small. It would have taken a little extra time, but it would have mm-hmm. added to it. But now I'm very aware that this game is broken at parts. And, for example, the blood flies. They're supposed to be this huge threat. There's some buildings that are completely quarantined off because there's a blood yeah. fly infestation. And some of them have nests. And if you destroy the nest, you destroy a good grouping of them. Um, if you don't, they become very aggressive and attack you. They're supposed to be this big threat. They're supposed to be this big deterrent of like, don't go into there because there's a lot They're of blood super easy. <laughs> They're, They're super easy. They're super easy. You don't even need you don't even need special powers. You can just swing your sword and it'll kill all yeah. of them in the area. That to the point where you can just run forward to the nest, destroy it with your own sword, and then destroy the remaining ones. Even if you don't do anything, they'll maybe take out like a tenth of your health. And then very early yeah. on, you'll get these charms, which are like upgrades you equip. You get this bone charm that gives you health when you kill blood flies and rats, and one that gives you mana when you kill blood flies and rats. So by the time you kill all the blood flies that attacked you when you're getting to the nest, you already have full health again. Yeah. They're wow. no they're not a threat at all. It's it's um, almost as if they built the mechanics and they realized that it was too difficult because they wanted it to be a central game mechanic. They were yeah. like, Oh yeah, you know, we want to replace these these rats with these with these flies. Um but the problem is things on the ground are a lot easier to hit than things that are flying all around you. And somebody said, oh, well, we have to, you know, clock down the difficulty a few notches. And then somebody else wanted to build more features around it. And, you know, somebody needed to do something with the bone charms. And, you know, before you know it, it was no longer a threat because it's one thing if you if you deal with maybe like, I don't know, three houses over the course of the entire game with a blood fly infestation, right? You can even consider that like a mini boss. But when it's yeah. every single fucking building that you go in, there's blood flies. Yeah. Somebody was like, yeah, this is just too grindy. We need to change it. Um, and, and then it sort of ruined it. There's an ability where if you kill someone, their body will like deteriorate into blood flies. And that's mm-hmm. meant to be if you kill one person, it, it'll attack the people around them. But instead, it's when you isolate one person and kill them because you're supposed to be a stealthy assassin. Now you just have blood flies to also deal with. And when you're swinging around trying to kill them all, you'll break a window and that alerts every other guard in the area. And once you get that upgrade, you can't get rid of it. Oh, Brent, so, if you leave a Steam review, you got to title it Bone Charms and Blood Flies. And like, <laughs> just go completely elaborate. Is that, like, and is what, that the would last you give book it, in Twilight like, out of 10? Um, I I'd, I'd really wouldn't give it a good score. I can't really give it a glowing recommendation. Like, If okay. you really love this series, if you really love it and you want to be in that world again at any cost, then yeah. Um, otherwise, if you were just kind of like a passive fan, like I was like maybe less than $10 on steam, like it's, I really didn't enjoy it. And, um, I, I don't want to give it a number review cause people will get so obsessed with that, but like, <laughs> maybe, maybe like five out of 10 or so, like right there in the middle or it's just not great. Mediocre. Yeah. And in the beginning they say like, Oh, you talk to the stranger in the void and he gives you all your powers. You can play without powers and granted powers can be very over overpowering like pun intended um Mm -hmm. there's one ability where you can teleport around as emily 
And if you upgrade that, you can pull objects to you, like the Force, like telekinesis. And if you upgrade that all the way, you can pull enemies to you. So at the end of the game, I was just pulling enemies to me and then killing them in the air. And then that was it. Like, there was literally no challenge left. And I could do that almost everywhere, except for a select few enemies called the Witches, who were immune to powers. But even then, I could just shoot them in the face with a crossbow or a gun. Because at that point, I gave up being stealthy. Because it was easier to draw everyone to me, kill them in one shot, and then explore the building. Yeah, when the game gives you the option to be stealthy or uh, like on the offense, it's more or less what you find more fun. If you're the kind of gamer that's like, oh, I'd rather be stealthy and it's more of a fun experience, then you have it. But like, I personally am kind of with you. It's like, what's fun to me is, yeah, guns blazing, let's get this shit over with. Well, well, I wanted to be stealthy. I enjoy the stealth games, but it was so... Uh, difficult to be stealthy and not difficult in an actual like in a reasonable sense it was difficult in a game-breaking sense where like just mechanics wouldn't work or a guy would just randomly teleport behind me who was in front of me and then he saw me and alerted everyone like there's just so many glitches and bugs that ruined my stealth it wasn't actually me being bad at stealth so like that's what ruined it for me where i'm just like i'm not going to be stealthy anymore because clearly the game isn't working right for me there's too many bugs and glitches where i can't do this and do it as i planned because something always goes wrong or just something stupid happens where a guy phases through a wall somehow and then the guard on the other side of the wall sees that body. Or when you knock a person out, instead of someone, someone going like, oh, they're unconscious, everyone thinks that's a dead body. So they all panic and act like a, there's a killer around instead of just someone falling asleep. So if the person gets unconscious and everyone thinks they're a dead body and if they're unconscious, they never wake up, no matter what you do in the mission, how is that different than them actually being dead? Yeah, so, but and, it's but then, not. But then at the end of the mission, you get graded on if you were stealthy or if you were loud and aggressive. And if you were chaotic, being killing everyone, or you were, I don't know what the other term was, but like knocking everyone out instead. So like the only difference is how you're going to get graded. And in Dishonored 1, it changed the ending of the game. Either the city thrived and you were good because you didn't kill everyone or just went further into chaos because you murdered everyone. But in this, it didn't seem like there was a result. It didn't seem like my actions actually had a consequence to the end of the story. So I figured, why bother? And I understand some people like to make a challenge for themselves. Like, look at all the Dark Souls stuff. They think of all these crazy ways to make the game harder. But at this one, like, I understand doing a no powers run. But it actually, like, it took a lot of effort to make the game reasonably challenging without just having to overcome the faults of the game. Like, to make it an effort for me, but without me having to compensate for the developer's failures. So... Like, I just really didn't enjoy it. Ouch. It was a real struggle to get through it. Yeah, I can't recall, but I was listening to some podcasts, and uh, one of their guests was just, like, a huge fanatic of Dishonored 2 and saying how it's, like, their favorite game ever. So I, it's just so funny that someone can feel that way, and then we get your feedback as well. But what, everything you're saying makes sense to me, and honestly, I, I'm more or less the kind of passive, like, yeah, I played a little of Dishonored 1, never beat it, it was cool, but not really, yeah. like, super invested. I know for a fact the PC port is pretty janky and was like unplayable for the first month it came out. So maybe they played it on console and it was better. But I think even if it was on console, like even if all the bugs and stuff were out of the game, I'd still maybe only give it like a six or a seven, like even with that. Like I, I, no, I, I would give it, actually I'd give it like a four right now. And then even if all the bugs and stuff were taken out, I'd give it maybe a five or six. I still didn't enjoy most of, mostly overall. The characters are shitty, like I said. There's no really redeeming quality to it that makes me want to save anybody. Like, if I had the option, I would just glass over the entire country that Dishonored uh, lives in and just start over again. Like, just nuke the whole place and just be like, fuck it. 
It's not worth saving. No one here is good. So it's just, it sucked. It was just not a pleasant experience for me. Shucks. Well, if uh, listeners want a good game, check out Rockstar Story. I heard it got a 10 out of 10. <laughs> oh, IGN. no. Can't be worse. R.I.P. Um, uh, let's Never move forget. on to quick news and maybe... That's not even all I was playing. That was just oh, one game. Like, Jesus Christ, my bad, Coach. Oh, that's, no. that's just the first time any of us has actually played another game another person has played, so me and Matt actually could talk about it. That's true. Because we don't play any of the same games here. Well, that's, that's true. good. We need the variety, but it's also good when we have to, like some uh, feedback on the same game. Yeah. All right. I'll just burn through them, though, since we are that ate up a lot of time. Burn through um, them. I also picked up Arkham Knight, the last one in the Batman Arkham series. Um, haven't heard good things about that. I got a real cheap, like seven dollars or something. So that's probably gonna be a disappointment. But yeah, fuck it, it was cheap. Nice. Uh, start a Blood Bowl two up again because I hate myself. <laughs> um, I'm in a league with like two hundred people, but if everyone's not playing at the same time, there's no one to match up with, and it really sucks. And it turns out the game is really different single player and just completely different. So, um, find a good league with active players if you just want to get salty at bullshit RNG. Um, what else? A buddy of mine bought me just, uh, or all orcs must die too, which is a third person shooter tower defense game, kind of like Sanctum, where you build towers, the orc waves come at you, and you can also sh- actively shoot them as your character. Uh, it's super broken voice wise. It mutes you in Steam and forces you to use the in game voice chat, which is terrible. So it's like, really weirdly optimized it was a fun game and i enjoy it with a buddy and you know if you get it cheaply it's fine but like some of the choices they've made like for optimizing wise and like how it's run and ui is very odd and like not helpful uh it's it's odd but i mean you know it's a fun game if you just want another tower defense shooter uh rivals of athera which is the same buddy i often played that with um, somehow it's gotten worse since release, and now that it's been a while after it's been released from Early Access, we're still playing it. It just doesn't feel right. They fixed some things, but the rest of it still feels off. Um, they definitely have modded and changed some of the characters' moves, and now they feel completely unbalanced or unlike what they were before. Um, Rivals of Athera was super good in Early Access. It seemed like it was a complete game. And it seems like, I, I mean, this is just me speculating, I have no proof of this, but it feels like as if they sold it to a company. Won the Peter Molyneux. <coughs> What's this? Sorry, what were you saying, Brandon? Oh, damn it! <laughs> it's it seems like they sold it to a company, and now the company has made all these changes to it when it got its full release. Because like in early access, it seemed perfectly fine, and then once it got released, there's all these bugs in it now, and it's just dumb, and it just feels worse. So I don't know what happened with that game. Hmm. Um, I hope it gets fixed. Uh, speaking of early access, though, there's a game I was looking at called Dead Cell or Dead Cells, which is a really cool... It also looks kind of like a finished game in early access. Um, and it's a roguelike, like, dungeon crawler and stuff, sort of like Rogue Legacy, but in a different style. And it looks really fun, and I'm probably going to hold off on that for now, because I don't need any more roguelikes, but it looks good. Uh, those are some good games that were in early access. Uh, here's That's all I've been playing. Here's a little, like, quick newsy bit that aren't super important, but I figured sure. we'd address them. Yeah. Uh, Daisy. One of the most infamous early access games has yeah. been in early access for 1,249 days and has no sign of ever exiting early access. That's disgusting. And, uh, mm. what's the word? That's not even the right word. Like, that's an uh, it's abomination. It's a, yeah. Like, yeah. And this is, this is the worst perpetrator of early access abuse. And this is why I hate it. 
because they can just say like, oh, we're in access. We don't have to fix any of these bugs, but we will release these DLC packs that you have to buy to play because we've broken the game now where it's unplayable without the DLC. Yeah, well, what, what does that translate into years? Like three or four years? Because I was going to say, uh, like, I, I remember a couple of years ago hearing about DayZ and being like, oh, should I buy it? Everyone's fucking playing it. And I haven't since, no, and I'm kind no. of glad. Uh, it was released on Steam on December 16th, 2013. Holy shit. This is, that's so older than our a little podcast. A little over three years. Yeah. Yeah, it is. God damn. Uh, what else is going on? Eve, the big MMO, like Starship MMO, that's kind of its just crazy own culture in and of itself. Uh, don't get into it. It's fucking insane, but it's always fun hearing stories about it from the outside. <laughs> um, they're actually having a giant war right now, or this was, yeah, it was like a month ago. So yeah, it's still going on right now. Over anime. Some guy was posting anime memes in one of the communities, and one guy got really sick of it and banned him, and everyone revolted against the guy who banned him, and now it's turning into a full-fledged war inside of EVE Online. And that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> we talked about Hellboy 2, or at least I talked about Hellboy 2 getting canceled, for, or Hellboy 3 getting canceled. Um, they're uh. actually going to reboot it, but with a different like cast and stuff. So, Ron Perlman and Guillermo del Toro are out, but David Harbour from Stranger Things, the sheriff, is going to be Hellboy in this new reboot. So, I'm curious to see what they're going to do with it. And hopefully it's good, because I love Hellboy, and I would do, I am in favor of anything for more movies. Sorry, what would you do? Anything? What'd I say? Uh, you, were, you were about to say, you almost said something there. It's, never mind. Whatever. I mean, <laughs> I, would I you let David Harper do what things you to do, me to get and I was like, mm, I mean, careful with I, that. Would pay, I would pay like $50 on a movie theater to see it. That's probably, the extent of what I do. I mean, you're, you're, say, you're saying things on an internet podcast. You got to watch what you say. I mean, if, why start now? I've said a lot of stuff on this podcast. That's true. That's true. <laughs> a lot of <laughs> terrible things. Um, Risk of Rain, which is a great uh, roguelike like, 2D side-scrolling shooter, getting made into a 3D game. The developers are working on Risk of Rain 2, and it's going to be a 3D, and it looks awesome. It looks incredible. And... um. There are the guys that did Deadbolt, which is one of my favorite games. So I'm looking forward to a 3D and seeing how it uh, translates. Uh, Divinity 2, which I've talked to enough praise about Divinity 1, um, and how it's a functional game in early access, Divinity 2. They're introducing a GM mode. So all those times I've compared it to D&D, they just fully embrace that and are just like, fuck it. Now someone gets to be the dungeon master, and you can play D&D in Divinity 2. And it looks awesome. It's going to take a lot of people to learn how to do it because it's really complicated. But when you do that, that can be a very easy way of doing D&D uh, without setting it up yourself and doing it online with friends like through the internet and stuff. Nice. So that looks super cool. Definitely. Um, Other newsy bits, uh, Witcher is getting a Netflix series. Yeah, that was one I was going to get to eventually. <laughs> There's yeah. so much. I know. Um. Yeah, Witcher's getting a Netflix series, and Dark Crystal's getting a prequel movie on Netflix. Ooh, that's interesting. Yeah. So I'm super hyped for Witcher. Uh, all the stories are good. Apparently, the guy who wrote the Witcher books can be a little critical of stuff and kind of like harsh when people are using his properties. And he said he's excited for what they've proposed to him. So if he's on board with it, that's kind of a good sign. Well, I've also heard he's actually like overseeing some of that stuff and one of the guys who did the directing of like the opening scene for each witcher game is going to be the director of at least one episode per season so like he's got yeah he's got a role to play in this i think he probably wasn't going to allow them to do that unless he was unless able. he was involved somehow yeah yeah 
yeah, so people are a lot of speculating on who Geralt's going to be played by and stuff. So uh, I'm I'm very excited because I talked plenty of times uh, how much I love that game. I'm sure, Matt's checked out because we mentioned it, but uh, <laughs> sorry, what? Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, Which applications? Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kitchen. I've been watching right. a lot of. Uh, uh, how how do you become a kitchen witch? God damn it! Uh, no, I've been I've been watching a lot of Witcher three on on YouTube. To be honest, um, it, oh, really? it's almost it's like on the verge of being a game that I would probably actually play in real life. The problem that <laughs> almost I, better than Skyrim. No, almost be- oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> such a such a begrudging uh, statement of like I might okay sometimes play it. It's like you don't well, have to. No one's forcing you to. No, no, no. It's 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 not that. It's not that it's not good. It's the yeah. problem that I have is that it's so open world it is a a uh sanctuary for distractions and so you start playing and it's like oh i have a quest i'm going to blah 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 to talk to the the lord there and then like halfway through somebody's (laughs) like there's a witch and you're like oh where are they and it's like the exact opposite side of the map from where you're going you're like yeah well i could go down there and then maybe i'll see the blacksmith and then you get there and it's like oh there's a master blacksmith here and (laughs) and if i just have this one ingot of whatever like it and you're like god damn it and then so then you have to go to like some cage yeah and and you're like fuck me and then the the by the fucking end of it you're you like end up in the middle of fucking nowhere and you're like oh this is the the girl that i've been looking for this whole time and you just bypass all of the quest lines dude that um, sounds like my experience <laughs> with final fantasy 7 or final fantasy 15 uh actually and then i just end up fishing because i'm like fuck it i got too much to do yep yeah, yeah it's too much and you just break under yeah you're supposed to rescue like an eight-year-old girl who's kidnapped mm-hmm. by like some sort of spirit by the time you get to her, she's 37. Like, <laughs> so I remember one mission is like, go around and put up these, all these statues of my God were knocked down. Can you go put them back up? Oh and yeah. Like, sure. <laughs> and you run around the map. One of the, ma- one of the statues is in this like level 45, like enemy zone where oh, you God, get that yeah. quest when you're level like 12. So you just get fucked up. Like I ran through it, put up the statue and just ran out of there as fast as I could. Um, but yeah, no, you're completely right. But that's also kind of why I love Witcher. And that's why people love Skyrim, man. That's why I love Final stuff. Fantasy 15. Yeah, for real. Final Fantasy 15. I think everyone loves, you just have to find the world that you can get engrossed into. And then all that stuff is fine, excusable for you. Because like, I never got that sucked into like the Final Fantasy games. I never played 15. And Skyrim, I enjoyed, but it always felt kind of dead to me. It felt like everything had to was focused on the main character. And without them, nothing happened. But Chocobos uh, but, and Vivi. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But like Witcher, everything seems like it's moving on without Like even if I'm there or not, people still die. Like, so it, that's something I enjoyed about it. But yeah, you're completely right. Um, And then one more newsy bit that I have is that uh, apparently there was some kind of legal battle where Oculus uh, was sued by Zenimax. And now they're going to a new target, which is Samsung's Gear VR. So I remember we... I actually brought that up many, many episodes ago that we're like, oh, I don't think that's going to do anything for them. It turns out ZeniMax won $500 million in a lawsuit. Yeah. So there's probably going to be an appeal to that. Yeah. It's just crazy shit. I can't see a half a billion dollars changing hands just like that. Facebook being like, you got me. Well, and well, it had to come from Facebook, but from because like, didn't, yeah, Facebook bought Oculus and then Oculus gets in yeah. hot water for what they did a couple of years. I wonder if that happened before the Facebook thing. I don't know. It's just crazy. Weird I, shit. I, 
I still stand by my statement of I think Oculus has been in nothing but hot water since they've been acquired by Facebook. Like I've heard nothing good from Oculus since they've been bought out by Facebook. It's Speaking been of bad stories, acquirements, like I, I kind of hate when that thing happens when these massive like conglomerates just like eat up other companies. Like for instance, a company that I like to support and it's like super expensive clothing, but it's worth it because I wear it every day to work and it feels super comfortable. Is the the clothing brand Bonobos? Like they're just super <laughs> hip and like different they got really good clothes and i know they Use were coupon code yeah, that's, what I, mean, that's what I mean i know they they've been used in a podcast advertisements and stuff but i went to one of their stores and they like the dude offered me a beer and shit and he's like oh you can't actually buy anything in the store it's like you just come here to try shit on and then we buy it online and ship it to you so i'm like that's yeah. interesting and different like i came there with cash and they don't accept cash so it was like god damn it um so that's my only complaint there but walmart just don't completely you use a them. uh uh, don't you use a, 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 a service for your clothes? Do, I remember you doing one of those. Um, pine clothes. With, yeah. Pine clothes. Uh, <laughs> Let's, we, no, we don't oh. use a buzz market, but you... you, you, you um, I did use Fiverr in the past. Time. Or No, what am I saying? Five, four. <laughs> yeah, five. You hired Jesus a guy Christ. to pick out clothes for you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> My personal... That's probably on Fiverr. There we go. God damn it. No, it was five, four. And I honestly, I do recommend them them to this day. I'm wearing some uh, grand AC clothes I got from them right now, actually. And they're like super comfortable, good uh, workout clothes. And especially now we're we're in a heat wave in Pennsylvania. You guys wouldn't know about it anymore. But it's like crazy, like 98 degrees. Uh, It's a heat wave if it lasts for three days and tomorrow's day three. So Oh, I've been cleaning off my keyboard and mouse because I'm sweating when I play games now. Oh, God. Ew. Just takes no effort at all. Yeah. But um, um, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, that that's just the news in the VR world. I guess Zenimax is gonna make a half a billion dollars and move <laughs> on to the next prey, which is Samsung Gear VR. Jeez. Hmm. Um, do we want to well, wrap this up and do a conversation game, or do you have something else? Little quick little things. I'll just like blow quick through. little things because they've been like building up in our like show. Bread nuggets. Bread nuggets. Play the jingle. There it is. team from life is strange announced that they're doing a second one yeah i don't know if that means a direct sequel to chloe and max or if that means they're going to continue something in that story heavy world because they're also developing like a vampire action game right now that doesn't look great yeah so i think they're like we clearly we hit it all big with our first like story heavy game let's just keep going with that genre um either way i'm excited they put a video out and he basically said it's going to be like another in the setting of life is strange so it might not like you said be the same characters but i have a feeling it's going to be time travel related and like i don't know they should really play on what made them famous you're right i mean i i'd I'd be fine with them leaving the characters behind and just doing because they're good at storytelling so i'd be fine with whatever new story they do me too um another big game that's coming out rap rabid or rap rabid is uh Another game coming out from the guys that did Pal Rappa the Rappa back on PlayStation 1 days, like early PlayStation days. Um, not much has been announced except for just a teaser, but they're going to do another rhythm game, but it's going to be about uh, rapping. So that'll be interesting if they can pull it off again or if it can actually be good because debatable whether or not Pal Rappa the Rapper is actually good or not. Yeah. I think it was just such a weird thing and like the art style was so odd that it caught a lot of people's attention. I don't know if it was actually a good game or not, though. Yeah, it wasn't for me. No, not for me either. Um, all those times we make fun of Sonic and the uh, OC Do Not Steal DeviantArt uh, creations from the Sonic world, they're getting their own game. Sonic Forces has been announced, 
and you can make custom Sonic characters in that game now. Oh, yeah, I am totally making Doug the Hedgehog, half Hedgehog, half Dragon, or what, a Draco Hedgehog. They have so much <laughs> fucking ridiculous, like, lore it's, and shit. It's gonna be disgusting, and I cannot wait. It's gonna be so repulsive with some of these characters. But uh, I looked it up on the- I was talking to a buddy of mine, I looked it up. We found one called Raul the Hedgehog, and this is giant oh, character with six-pack abs. He's supposed to be in high school. The He's tribal, got, like, t- tribal tattoo. Tribal tattoo across his chest, down his arm, with a big chain wallet. It's amazing, and I want them to put that level of detail. I know they won't, but I, I love Sonic. There will be modders, don't worry. Oh, people there will be. People, there people will, be. will mod. Oh, they'll get those character models somehow. Um, yeah, I love Sonic because it's just like, hey, let's try to do this thing and keep this franchise afloat. And it's like, well, this isn't working because all the 3D Sonic games suck. Like, it's hard to be quick and like in three directions and it fucks things up. And then Sonic's Twitter was just like, fuck it. I'm going full force into the Sonic memes. I'm going hard into this weird Sonic DeviantArt joke. And that's actually what's kind of keeping it alive right now. And I love that. It's such a weird franchise now. Yeah, it's um, really bizarre i love how like there's a doug the hedgehog if you google image that shit and he's got transformation super doug and midnight doug <laughs> mysterious <laughs> yeah um, midnight doug wink wink um, all right <laughs> that's the Jesus good stuff fucking christ the bad stuff is injustice 2 is coming out and it's not on pc which sucks for me um and anyone who wants fighting games on pc but what's really sucks is apparently it's pretty good it's got like a 9 out of 10 review i saw on polygon so like apparently it's a pretty decent fighting game um, so it sucks that PC players aren't going to get it. The thing that really sucks is there's the regular game at $60, the deluxe edition at $80, and the ultimate edition at 90 or at $100. And that includes, the ultimate edition includes nine DLC characters and like three skins and stuff. But they're putting the nine characters out of 38 total characters behind a paywall for DLC. And in my opinion, that's unforgivable in a fighting game. Because some characters can only be really countered with other characters, and if that's behind a paywall, you can't play that character, and that really yeah, that's that really unbalances the whole game. Yeah. So that's infuriating for me, and that's just a dick move by Warner Brothers, who have always kind of neglected and or hated the PC community because it's just too much of a hassle to deal with. But they're also nickel and diming you even again, and it's just that's just a dick move. Um, and another dick move is by Bethesda, who are were the ones distributing and publishing Prey that uh, future game that looks pretty cool and it's been getting pretty decent reviews. Yeah. Uh, we also talked about Prey of the Gods earlier, where it's like a Shadow of the Colossus oh, sort no. of northern game. This they story. Were, Bethesda is afraid that Prey of the Gods is going to confuse people when they're trying to find Prey. So they think it's a copyright infringement sort of thing with the word Prey in the title of a video game. Give so me they break. forced Prey of the Gods to change the title of their game to Prey of the Gods, but Prey is spelled uh, P-R-A-E. It, A-E-Y, yeah. So, in no world, and no language, is that how you spell prey. And that's going to destroy how people find... That's going to destroy when people are trying to find Prey of the Gods in yeah. the game. and I respect the the indie guys just doing their thing, and then they get their project turned upside down title-wise because of some yeah. big company like that. Fuck Bethesda. I mean, I was, I'm a huge Bethesda fan, and I just think that is a dick move and not something you need to go to that extreme to make these little dudes, like, they're already getting flack for it being, like, identical to Shadow of the Colossus, so, like, you're gonna fucking take yeah. their title away, too? Yeah, yeah, it's absolute horseshit. There's no reason for them doing it besides just blatant bullying, and uh, I I wouldn't be surprised if that really hinders how well the game does, like, sales-wise. And oh, stuff. for sure. People are gonna be like, yeah. that's stupid, I'm not gonna play a game like that. They'll just, like, not even give it a chance when or, they, like, are browsing. 
or not even find it. Like people who want to play it can't find it because they're typing it P R E Y. Yeah, so it's, the, it's the, these devs awful. have a freaking a typo in their name. It's like they're well aware. <laughs> yeah, they got bullied into it. They don't want that. So oh, it's, man, it's a shame. It's a shame to see that app. Speaking right, of a shame, did you hear that? What? It's what's that sound? What? Alright, so we're playing What's That Sound. Uh, this is going to be mainly, the- or it- all of them are going to be theme songs from games. Uh, hopefully you can Yoshi's Island. Let's no, start with, oh shit. god damn it. Let's start with sound number one now. Oh, I totally recognize this. I've definitely heard it. I'm going to have trouble pinpointing exactly which. That was the plan. Yeah. And I'm sure there's like some people who are screaming like, how do you not recognize? It's like, listen. Exactly. Listen. Well, that's the thing. I, I play a lot of games. Exactly. And it's, it's I don't know, not the most recent game, but it's also something that I think lots of our listeners may have played. Uh, I personally have loved the game interested to see what your guesses are it sounds like matt well knows maybe it. maybe not May, no i <laughs> now that now that you say that you have played it i, I am far less certain oh, what? That's, that's a thing. oh man i bet you you were probably oh man it's funny because you were probably right and i did play it but we'll see um okay uh yes. do you want to take a guess since you're unsure i know the franchise damn uh no, I don't want to guess. <laughs> oh, well, I, I want to hear what your guess is first, Brent. Oh, he knows the franchise, though. Zelda. No. Okay. Would, guess wow, one okay. is a no. All right. Well, that, I'm uh, actually. Hold on. Let me listen. To, the, the beginning was the part that I recognized, and it wasn't. I knew it wasn't Zelda. <laughs> Well, and here's a hint. I feel like for all of these games that we're about to hear, it like the thing that you're hearing is like right when you boot up the game, like that's what hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh fuck. I, like now, I I now, like I've definitely heard this theme music. Like it's on the it's on the tip of my tongue. It's definitely Nintendo. I know that. Um, it almost sounds like uh, uh, like the most recent version of Mario Kart. That's what I was thinking of too. No, or 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 um, Mario Galaxy. Yes, that is it. That is it. Is the first one for real? Yep. And the thing is, I was going to even say like, typically, if you guess the franchise, you get it. But I wasn't. I was going to be like, you got the franchise. A lot of Mario games. Guess which Mario game, and you did. So well done, Mario Galaxy, Super Mario Galaxy, the first one. I love that game. Played that to a hundred percent actually, and I'm actually like 90% in Super Mario Galaxy 2. Like, I love those games. You know, I came real close to beating Mario Galaxy, but it got a little bit grindy at the end, and... It eh. does. It really does. Yeah, I, I got enough of it done. It's, it's very, <laughs> I like 90% of it. 
I think even to go back to ukulele, I think that's the difference with like collectathons. I think the main story you can do like fine and complete the actual like campaign and stuff. I think, and that can be like intense. But I think once you do the collectathon where you're trying to get a hundred percent, that's where it gets very grindy, and that's better to take it as like a relaxing game to just chill out, listen to some music, or listen to a podcast to get all the collectible stuff. Exactly. Like, don't don't take that as seriously as the main story. Oh, for sure. It really helps with those. All right. Well, you guys are on a good start. You got sound number one. Let's see what you make of sound number two. This one I got. Um, I was actually listening to this song earlier today. Jesus Christ, bro. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. I was thinking when I made the clip, actually, it lasted 30 seconds I don't because know what I didn't is. know where to cut it off because I thought it was so excellent. Actually, no. This will aggravate uh, one buddy of mine. I was actually listening to the Air Horn remix version of this song. Oh, shit, where everything friend. is done with air horns. Well, you know for a fact that I'm going to find that and play it at the end of this episode. So thanks oh, for I that. I will send you a link. Oh, no. I know exactly where that is. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, then, I love the air horn music. 100% it's knows what hilarious. this is. Let's get two guesses from Matt. I bet you're going to get it, actually. Um, it's pretty bizarre and kind of hints at what it is. Um. I on, I honestly have no idea. I feel like this is one that that uh well, obviously Bren's going to get it, but yeah, yeah. I, I really just don't know. Okay, that's it, fair. What Bren, go ahead and It matches it matches with what we talked about today. It's Banjo-Kazooie. Exactly. Yep. Oh, there Way you go. go. I have it, fun fact, I've never actually played Banjo-Kazooie if you can believe that. First and second one are good. Uh real grind like they were the like first grindathon, like collectathon stuff. Yeah. Um, Third one we don't talk about ever, never ever. <laughs> Honestly, and I didn't know there was a third the one. one. Yeah, no one does because we don't talk about it. God damn it! And yeah, it's I I wouldn't so say bad. it's like the fourth one, but it is essentially basically. It's the same guys that made. It's all the rare developers, so like it is unofficially the fourth Banjo Kazooie. Well, you guys already won, but let's see if you get the third sound. Let's play it now. This sounds like Goat Simulator. No. <laughs> really? I will count it as a guess. You got two more. You guys already win, so it doesn't really matter, but it's funny because I, I'll give a hint after the next guess. It, sound, it sounds like a game I haven't played, but I have like heard the menu music or like seen in passing. Like I haven't. I don't say Animal Crossing? Nope. All right. And the guess no. is we've talked about it today. Uh, ukulele. Yeah, that's it. Yep, that, that <laughs> no. is the opening to ukulele. Oh, wow. uh, you guys just freaking. Doug's as subtle as a train derailing. Oh Jesus. Oh uh, well, that's how we play. What's that sound? <laughs> that 
that was interesting, guys. Uh, thanks for tuning in, listener. Let's do some plugs. Matt, where can they find you? Um, you can find me uh, working on Pinecast. Uh, pinecast.com. Uh, if you're looking to start your own podcast, talk about video games, um, you can do so by going to pinecast.com. You can sign up, no credit card required. Uh, free forever, and when you're ready for the good stuff, uh, you can use the coupon code. Uh, <laughs> what should I make the coupon code this week? Oh shit! Uh, I don't know. But something dishonored. Dumb. No, don't give them uh, more attention than they need. No. <laughs> um, Bren nuggets. Bren nuggets. B R E N hyphen nuggets. Uh, for forty percent off for the mm. first three months. Um, it's uh it's it's good stuff for real. Uh give it a shot if you don't like it. Um which I'm sure you you won't you won't not like it. I'll 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 even give you your money back uh if you tell me why. Um if you look me yeah, in the face and, you tell and me otherwise why. if if you want to hear the ramblings of a madman uh <laughs> writing a lot of javascript you can find me on Twitter at Matt Basta. Um so watching some YouTubes of, of uh, Witcher 3. It's a lot of programming tricks on his Twitter account that I just do not get. Just don't even understand. Um, there's not too many. It's like ha- half of lot. them are about like nerd shit. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> um, how about you, Brent? I just want to say, like, having no control over it whatsoever, I don't endorse the phrase Brent Nuggets. I don't like that. <laughs> that. Uh, don't put that out there in the world. Um, please use any of the other coupon codes we have out there. Don't use this no. One. Use brand nuggets. Yeah. In fact, you know what? I'm making it sixty percent off. It's got its own theme <laughs> now, so you know what? It's coming back. Uh, anyway, I did this on purpose, listeners. I got you a deal. Now you gotta pay <laughs> me. Now you have to pay me that sixty percent. Um, oh no! <laughs> I'm on Twitter, ABTS Brendan. Um, I I might stream or I might be. Pillaging around, reaching my arm through storm grates, trying to get loose change in the LA area. Because <laughs> with without that internship, I really need a job now. Uh, Shit, I'm running thin. <laughs> oh man, uh, listeners, send donations to Brand. Uh, and also, <laughs> you know what? Normally, we say don't do that. We don't need the money. Um, feel free to do it this time. <laughs> I could use that cash. Oh Jesus. Um, Jesus and Christ. if you like our show, please give us a like or follow on Facebook and Twitter. Handle is ABT Silence. I try to Twitch stream every Tuesday and Thursday around 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, at twitch.tv slash ABT Silence. And the only thing I'm going to plug other than that is uh, yeah, check out the other shows on the network. We got. Erie Canal Theater, Dumbbells and Dragons, One Track Gamers, Press Continue Podcast, Almost Better Than Dragons. We got a whole like slew of shows if you're looking for something else to listen to while you're working or gaming. So tell some friends to uh, enjoy <laughs> the network. You're sick of us. And There's other shows. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Uh, and There's we're on half of shows. them. No. <laughs> Just kidding. But yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll be back next week. I'll miss you. you. Bye.